Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Right now, that time, 10:30. You're tuned to WGNS. It's about 65 degrees outside right now and sunny. Looks like it's going to stay that way for the day today. And we'll get an update on that forecast in just a little while. Today, Wednesday, October the 5th, and in studio with us this morning, James Price from the Better Business Bureau right here in Rutherford County, serving Rutherford County. What kinds of uh, updates have you got for us today? Anything exciting? Well, you know, I thought we would talk about, you know, the the hurricane situation that's going down on Florida. And, um, you know, as soon as those came out, out comes the fraudsters and the, oh, yeah. and the scammers. I, so, I've already seen some uh, posts on Facebook in, in places like Florida and South Carolina uh, where different government organizations are warning of different scams going on in those areas. Yeah. So a couple of things we want to cover today is, one, I mean, we might have some people who are in this area who have family and friends and stuff down there. Um, but the other thing we want to kind of look out for is... Um, uh, you know what would happen if a, a, a catastrophic event happened in this area because it's the same things over and over again um, when we look at it so um, so the BBB in West Florida has already warned consumers uh, in the aftermath of the hurricane to watch out for these storm chasers that are going door-to-door we've seen the same thing here in middle Tennessee where tornadoes come up floods and immediately people start knocking door to door. Um, the moments after the hurricane can they can feel overwhelming to people, and you know they got damage to your home, and and you know you feel like a victim and that kind of stuff. But you, you, it's the time to slow down and make sure that people don't take advantage of you because that's when fraudsters jump in, the scammers, when your emotions are high, you know they may come in and make a quick temporary fix for you take some money from you and never come back and finish the job and of course we see stuff like that happen here with with asphalt you know redoing your driveway or uh, putting up a new roof after a storm comes same type of scam yeah absolutely and we see that all the time so here's a quick guide whether it's whether you know people in florida or whether uh you're getting prepared for the next event that may happen here in middle Tennessee remember this and slow down so um, BBB has some resource pages that people can use in order to get these answers so the first thing they say is get references get referrals from friends and relatives and always check BBB.org for ratings and reviews on contractors in your area do your research local and national companies may um, may both do a fine job with your storm damage and repair needs you know just like you know when the hurricane was happening in florida there was electric companies already packing up to go down there and help and to and so they're legitimate companies um but you still need to do your research on them but if you if you choose to do business with someone who's not local be sure to understand you know who's taking care of my service needs uh and and after the event who's going to you know complete something if they go away because they're there to help you know the initial surge in other words that warranty they promise you may not be very good if they're on the other side of the country 
Right. So, I mean, if they come in from the other side of the country, a, a lot of these the good legitimate companies will look for somebody local to say, hey, look, you know, we're coming in here to take the overload from you guys and work with you guys because I know there's no way that you can handle all this work at once and we want to get as many people back up as running as possible. But once we're gone, we need to have somebody that they can turn to. Um, learn about storm chasers. Um, storm chasers are businesses that follow storms in the hope of getting a quick buck, research, anybody who offers you unsolicited uh, assistance carefully. Um, you know, when those floods happened here in Middle Tennessee last year, um, BBB went up there, you know, immediately just checking for these storm chasers and making sure that the people who were up there were all legitimate uh, businesses. And if they were, we would say, hey, good luck. But if they weren't, then, you know, we would start warning people, hey, you need to watch out for some of these people that are here. So I, I'm curious how often, let's say a storm comes through middle Tennessee mm-hmm. and then storm goes through, let's say, parts of Georgia. How often does a Better Business Bureau see that the same people who are pulling scams in middle Tennessee are later found in Georgia? It's quite often, it's, and it's really uh, amazing because the other thing they'll do is they'll change the name of their company. Ah. Um, so then how do you figure out who's who? Um, well, the best, best thing to do is go to bbb.org and look up the company that you're, that's looking to use you. Um, the other thing that we found is, is there are some, some companies that, just hypothetical, I'll give you one, uh, it's the same phone number but they have a different business name. Ah. But we can trace it back to that one business or that one person. Um, look for that BBB accreditation seal and hire a licensed professional. Any repair work you know done on the home should be completed by a licensed professional. Always look for, look for a verified contractor's license. Um, and you can do that by going to, in Tennessee, you can go to tennessee.gov and you can see that. Uh, or you can call BBB up or you can look on BBB. You know, when we have uh, accredited contractors, we've made sure that they've had their information. And then, you know, report scams to BBB through the BBB scam tracker. So uh, this just kind of takes us over to another step here today is BBB has uh, an arm, basically, and it's called the Wise Giving Alliance um, that we do... Um, that is part of BBB. Again, James Price with us with the Better Business Bureau. And if somebody does have that seal, that Better Business Bureau sticker on their window or they have it on their business card, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. chances are good if you call the Better Business Bureau because that shows they're a member, they BBB should right away say, oh, yeah, yeah, we they are a member and this is their rating right and you can look it up online you can just go to your phone and you can go to bbb.org and you can look up the name of the company now i will say this there's companies who maybe were accredited at one time who put the seal on who still have it up and they're not accredited anymore we have found companies who they'll send advertising out with the bbb seal on it and in no way are they accredited hmm. we've never accredited them but they use it and um there's somebody in our BBB office here in Nashville that their full-time job is basically making sure that you know the, B, the, the businesses that are accredited have all the right documentation, that's right, and the BBB and the businesses who are not accredited make sure that they're not using that seal 
making sure they're not trying to fool the public. It's that's a full-time job. I, I bet. How often do you get phone calls from people here in Rutherford County, for example, saying, well, so-and-so came out to my house today. They said they're a member of the BBB. I just wanted to follow up to check, see if that's true. Uh, quite often. I mean, yeah. Um, we, we get those calls all the time. And then, of course, the website, you know, last year, millions of people went to the BBB in Middle Tennessee. It's never fun to pay somebody for a job and then have that job halfway done. They don't complete it. They leave, you know, early and it never gets finished. And you can prevent that from happening, I'm sure, simply by checking with the BBB first before you hire them. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Wise Giving Alliance here for a minute. So, uh, you know, uh, when storms come up or catastrophic events happen, um, you can think of, you know, the hurricane, you can get tornadoes, floods, you can think of Ukraine, um, just anywhere where people start collecting money. Um, immediately people go out and they start collecting. So, uh, when you, when you encounter these, when, one of the things you can go is you can go to give.org, which is an arm of BBB, and look for, uh, if that business or that organization basically is accredited through uh, give.org. Just to kind of give you an example, you know, there's a lot of companies, right, or a lot of organizations uh, that are trying to collect for the, the hurricane down in Florida. So on this report right here, here's some of the companies that we know meet the standards for charity organ accountability and they are accredited through give.org. And the first one that comes up on the list is American Red Cross. And so we have a really good chapter of American Red Cross right here in Middle Tennessee. Um, and, you know, they are already actively helping the people down in Florida. So American Red Cross is a good one. So you can go to the BBB website and instantly find out who is creditable, who is not as far as who you're going to make a donation to. Um, you know, the Red Cross, that seems like one of those no-brainers because they are involved in so much, but there's a lot of other organizations listed here mm -hmm. that people may not know about right off the top of their head. Right. And remember, this is it's not BBB.org, it's Give.org. So you go to Give.org, an yeah. arm of the BBB, right. and learn very quickly who's... Now, if you go to BBB.org and you're looking for charitable contributions, it's going to direct you to, to Give.org. So a couple others on here, direct relief, uh, hurricane Fiona activities, Episcopal, Episcopal relief and development, food for the poor, global giving, Hispanic Federation, Heart to Heart International, International Medical Corps, Operation USA, Save the Children, United Methodist Committee on Relief. So all of those organizations, um, I can tell you that are on give.org, and they've met the 20 standards for B the 20 BBB standards for charity accountability um, in their org uh, for like donating. You can feel good about giving to it. The other thing you want to be careful about is if you get a text message or an email and say, "Hey, this is the this is the the Red Cross, and you know we're collecting money. You know you can donate on this website. You can do donate to this text message. Um, be careful." because that's the way scammers work. You know, they'll go out and they'll try to duplicate a website. Um, so 
you do want to make sure that if you're making those donations, they're going exactly to who you think that they're going to, uh, and you know, help out that way. The other thing they can that a lot of these organizations say is a lot of times people want to give stuff like water and food and clothing, and, and they're saying, well, no, the best thing to do is to give money. Uh, because then what they can do is they can decide when they get on site exactly what they need if you got everybody in the world sending water and then all of a sudden they need other resources well they got truckloads and truckloads of water but we don't need any more water uh, this happened to the floods when we had in Tennessee last year where people started donating things and they're saying look we have all of this that we need what we need now is here's another list of stuff that we need and if they just had the cash, then what they could do is they could go out and purchase it and bring it in for themselves. And then on the, the scam side of things, it's almost too easy these days to give. I mean, you can give somebody money through Facebook even. I, I mean, literally every which way you can imagine. It's very easy to give somebody and the wrong person, in some cases, money. Right. So look, here's some things to look at. Look for uh, appeal uh, clarity. Seek out appeals that are upfront, clear about what disaster relief services you're supporting. A previous give.org donor trust report issued by BBB Wives Giving Alliance demonstrated that only 24% of donors believe disaster relief appeals are clear. Um, give to experienced groups. Um, support experienced organizations that stand ready to provide quick and effective assistance. Be cautious of newly formed organizations in the wake of a disaster. While they may be well intended, they may not be able to follow through on their announced activities. Sort of like the Red Cross, they're, you know, they're at the ready all the time. They're ready for these things. Um, if the charity uh, has an on-the-ground presence, if the charity is already has skilled operations in the affected areas, um, they'll be in a better position to provide quick uh, and reach those in need right away. Also, some charities may be raising money to pass along to other relief organizations. So if they're, if so, you may want to consider avoiding the middleman and give the, char the money directly to the charity who you want it to go to. Um, understand crowdfunding. Uh, if considering crowdfunding, it, it is safest to give to someone you personally know and trust and review the platform's policies and procedures. Keep in mind that while some crowdfunding sites take measures to vet postings for help after disasters, others don't. Yeah, James Price with us with the Better Business Bureau and, and the crowdfunding, that would be the GoFundMes out there. Things like that where people, maybe they had a house fire and they're asking for donations to help Maybe they didn't have insurance to pay for clothing or something like that, I guess. Yeah, and they can, and these can pop up all the time. You know, as, as soon as, you know, a, a disaster happens, somebody can quickly create some sort of crowdfunding page and get, hey, well, you know, you can give money to this. Yeah, you, you, you know, it's tough knowing where exactly your dollars are going, so it makes sense to go to give.org so you can kind of get a background of whatever you're giving to. Absolutely. And, you know, just, you know, for our organizations out there who are listening to us today, if you're in an organization, you know, that helps support these things, you can get an application to get on give.org. So uh, these charitable organizations can be part of this. We just, after we get them, we just kind of go through the application and make sure it's all legit, make sure the people who are working there, um, you know, 
the money will go where it needs to. You know, one of the things is they be cautious about 100% claims. If a charity claims that 100% of the donations will, will go to assist relief victims, see if they also provide an explanation how this is achieved. Even if the charity is using uh, other funds to cover administrative and fundraising costs, you know, those, ex those other expenses still exist. So, you know, it's, it's really tough for somebody to say, well, 100% of our, everything we bring in is going to go to this, um, this relief. Um, Especially if you have a payroll of some kind. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still have to... I mean, so if somebody's full-time job is working for the Red Cross and they take donations, you still got to pay those people. Sure. I mean, um, I mean, even the people at the Red Cross, they, they, they want to donate time. And there are people who just who who just volunteer for the Red Cross, but there's got to be people there administratively that keep things going. Yeah. And, and those people, you know, it's a career for them. They, they need to get paid. James Price with us with the Better Business Bureau. So if a local church is listening this morning, a pastor, and they say, you know, I want to be ready to take donations in case we have a, a disaster, natural disaster here. I want to be on the ready. I want the BBB. I want to be listed with the BBB so that we can funnel in donations and help out those locally. Mm -hmm. What does that church need to do in order to be a part uh, of you know the website to say they're accredited if they want to be a part of give.org what do they need to do just go to give.org there's a you know there's a link on the bottom of the page it's going to say hey you know we're going to we're an organization that wants to get listed with give.org and um uh, you know it'll it'll just kind of walk you through the process do they have to do some type of update annually or anything like that we'll look into that okay i, I mean even the credited businesses bbb has now Again, there's people in our office that make sure that they stay legitimate, that they stay advertising honestly. Um, you know, we kind of watch out for that all the time. I mean, it, it, I'm not saying that, you know, it happens a lot, but there are companies out there who become accredited with BBB, and then they go south, and, you know, uh, they're not as credible as what they were to start with. I, I could see that easily happening, especially if the company sold from, you know, one person to another. You don't know what that person's background is who's buying that business. Well, the other part about that is, is um, BBB accreditation follows ownership. So if, a, if somebody sells a business, then that new owner has to reapply for accreditation. It just doesn't, it just doesn't go over with the sale of the business. So to learn more, to be or become accredited if you own a business, any of that stuff, mm -hmm. simply check with the Better Business Bureau, go to the website, mm -hmm. give the local number a call, and mm -hmm. can people also set an appointment to come by, sit down with you to learn more? Yeah, the easiest way to get a hold of me would be to go to jprice at gobbb.org. That's J-P-R-I-C-E at G-O-B-B-B.org. Or you can reach me in my office at 615-867-0032. And then, as always, to check on a business, to find out if they're legitimate before you hire them, simply go to the Better Business Bureau website and search that business because it's really easy to do. You've got a search bar there. It's very simple. Yeah, you, you can either search by the business or you can search by the type of business. If you're looking for a plumber, you can type in plumber near Murfreesboro plumber near Shelbyville, plumber near Nashville, or, or just type in the direct company. And then for charities, if you want to learn more about a charity, 
go to give.org. Give.org, yeah. Easy enough. (laughs) Again, James Price with us, Better Business Bureau. And uh, James, I I guess as we close this morning, any wise words? Um, You know, just, you know, don't fall for it. You know, don't fall for a scam. Uh, we are having a an apprenticeship meeting tomorrow uh, uh, here in Murfreesboro. It's going to be at 8:30. Uh, it's over on the Bell Street Center uh, for MTSU uh, for companies who want to learn more about how to uh, develop an apprenticeship program for their business. It's something the state actually provides for free. Uh, they can develop an apprenticeship program for any business. Um, if you want to learn more about that, again, you can email me at jprice at gobbb.org or give me a call at 615-867-0032. And again, that's happening tomorrow morning at the Bell Street Center, uh, 8.30 a.m. Uh, so tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. BBB. All right, I've got it. And then uh, just give the BBB a call and... That's all you need to do, I guess. We're here. Again, James Price with the Better Business Bureau, serving Middle Tennessee, all of Tennessee, in fact, and nationwide, really. (laughs) But you're out of the local office, so uh, if anybody has any questions, you can contact him through the Better Business Bureau website or through his email. Well, James, thanks for joining us, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thank you. Time right now, 1051. You're listening to WGNS. We have more local news obituaries and information all coming your way in just a minute right here on your good neighbor station again the time 1051 rutherford issues on news radio wgns Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved one's funeral saying, I'm so thankful we took care of this ahead of time. It would have been a financial hardship had we not. Let me help you pre-plan. Call me at 615-893-2422. Wednesday, October 5th, time for this morning's death notices. Peggy Lucille Vaughn Estes, age 81 of Murfreesboro, passed away Sunday, October 2nd. A native of Davidson County, she was the daughter of the late Clarence Coleman and Vera Gertrude Merritt Vaughn. Miss Estes was also preceded in death by her husband, Don Estes, and two brothers. Ms. Estes is survived by her son, Donnie Estes of Murfreesboro, daughter, Patty Estes Banks of Murfreesboro, six grandchildren and one great-granddaughter, sisters Dorothy Dot Allison of Manchester and Geraldine Floyd and her husband Wayne of Beach Grove, sister-in-law Cheryl Vaughn of Lebanon, Tennessee. Visitation will be 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. today at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Funeral services will be held Thursday, that's 1 p.m., at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Burial will follow in Roselawn Memorial Gardens with family and friends serving as pallbearers. These are the arrangements for Peggy Lucille Vaughn. Robert Lee Hall, Jr., age 63, passed away September the 30th at the VA hospital in Nashville. Robert was preceded in death by his parents, Doris Jean Butts Hall and Robert Lee Hall, Sr. 
He is survived by sons Christopher Daniel Hall and Russell Mark Hall. Visitation will be 5 to 7 p.m. October the 12th at Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in charge of arrangements for Robert Lee Hall Jr., age 63. Clifford Robert Fulton, age 70, passed away October the 4th at his residence. He was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and a resident of Rutherford County. Clifford served in the United States Air Force. Clifford was preceded in death by his parents, Barbara Fulton and Clifford Robert Fulton. His wife, Mary Catherine Fulton. He is survived by his son, Clifford Michael Fulton. Daughters, Kelsey Marie Fulton and Tara Hobbs. Sister, Sherry Brooks. No services are planned at this time. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home in charge of arrangements for Clifford Robert Fulton, age 70. Larry Curtis White, age 78 of Christiana, went to his heavenly home on Sunday, October the 2nd. Born in Ashland, Kentucky, to the late Russell and Cora White, he is survived by his loving wife of 59 years, Judy White. Murfreesboro Funeral Home in charge of arrangements for Larry Curtis White. And for this Wednesday morning, I'm Steve Thornton. Murfreesboro Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Probably one of the hardest times in their life they have to go through the death of a loved one. Keith Stapleton, manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. It's our job to see them through that and give them the tools that they need to get through that process. Staff members are caring and experienced individuals who understand that each family is unique. This is what mama wanted, this is what daddy wanted, or brother or sister, this is what we're going to do. Visit MurfreesboroFuneralHome.com. George Wayne Frizzell, age 90, passed away on October the 2nd in Florence, Alabama, fondly known as Buck to many. He was born in Christiana, Tennessee to Clarence and Flora Fox Frizzell. George was a Korean War veteran, having served his country in the United States Air Force. His career led him to making contributions to the space industry as an engineering design checker in Huntsville, Alabama. He was a devoted, loving dad to his family and enjoyed telling stories about his childhood growing up on the farm. Mr. Fazell is preceded in death by his parents, Clarence and Flora Frizzell, and Mr. Frizzell is survived by his daughter, Diane Frost, son, Steve Frizzell. Visitation will be Friday, October the 7th, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Graveside services will follow at 3 p.m. at Fox Hollow Cemetery for George Wayne Frizzell, age 90. Those are today's death notices. For WGNS Radio, I am Steve Thornton. Cremated remains can be interred in a cemetery plot or in a cremation niche in a columbarium. They can also be retained by the family or scattered at a meaningful location that can be appreciated for generations to come. I'm Shannon Woodfin Parsons with Woodfin Funeral Chapels and Cremation Services.